I don't think there's two things in the world that uh, don't go together more than Game 7 and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We here at the Expansion Buddies really admire a man's haircut. There's two things we love here at the Expansion Buddies. We love our sports, but we love our Kyles even more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. A technical difficulties free podcast now that we fix the technical difficulties i'm we here hope. with expert computer problem solver jared miller don't doing, jared? don't jared. hype me up that much but i'm doing good i'm doing uh i'm good how are you sir i'm doing all right just um watching this nhl stanley cup finals with great interest me too uh game five i have it on my screen as we speak uh it is first intermission right now still tied zero zero yeah it's uh i have the score up right now i don't have a live way to watch it but yeah i just am watching the the end of first little green bar dance back and forth (laughs) uh it's i'm I'm, it's nerve-wracking for me uh, you guys have a little room for error at this point. Uh, my boys don't, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the Canadians played good in game uh, in game three, though. Or in, in game four, excuse me. What did I uh, say? At the- Truffles every once in a while. Hey, now. Hey, now. All I'm saying hey is. Hey, now. All I'm saying is this. Of course, by the time our lovely listeners hear this episode, uh, the results of game five will be over and maybe the cup itself will be over. But as we record this, the Canadians are still down three to one with a chance. And all I'm going to say is don't let us win this one. Because if you let us win this one, it goes back to Montreal, raucous crowd, game six, all the momentum and confidence in the world is on the Canadian side. Uh, and if they win that one and force a game seven, yeah, it'll be back in Tampa, man, but anything can happen. So you got to put us away tonight. <laughs> All right. I mean, right now it's um, the Canadians are poised to strike right now. The Lightning, we're without uh, uh, Alex Kilhorn right now, which is a real bummer because he's been doing very good this offseason, but has been having some injury issues. And uh, I don't know, game five is a real tale of something's got to give because the Canadians are 4-0 in elimination games in the playoffs, but the Lightning are 6-0 after a loss in the playoffs. So uh, something's something's got to give tonight. And like I said, by the time this episode comes out, the result will be out. But, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. And for anyone listening uh, who didn't listen last week or doesn't remember, Justin and I have a bet writing on this series uh loser has to buy the winner their first seattle kraken jersey uh presumably of one of these players uh if for me it would be a canadians player that goes to seattle for justin it would be a tampa bay player so that's what we've got riding on this one as far as the expansion buddies go but i i'm uh like i said a little nervous right now yeah I i don't blame you it's um it's it's you know the Canadians are gonna really have to play up to every possible potential they have tonight, because uh, it'll tough environment first. Yeah, off. tough environment it's on the road. Way to put it. Uh, I think they said they got nineteen thousand strong there tonight in Tampa, rooting on the Lightning. Of course, the Stanley Cup itself is in the building. Uh, I hope 
I hope it doesn't get it come out of its box just yet. But uh, man, Josh Anderson for the uh, Habs. That's who I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, tremendous game for two goals, one of them in overtime to quite literally keep the season alive. Um, we need him. We need Suzuki. We need Carey Price to have the goaltending game of his career. We just need it all. And we need it all three times in a row. So yeah, that's, that's everything has got to click a lot um, for three games in a row to win for you guys, which is, is asking a lot against a battle hardened lightning right now. Yep. Yeah, the defending Stanley Cup champs, as we've pointed out many times. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about this last week on the air or if I just told you in person, but, man, Tampa Bay needs to cool it with the titles to start the 2020s. Holy <laughs> cow. Uh, I mean, think about it. Your Bucks win the Super Bowl, which is great. Your mm-hmm. Lightning win the Stanley Cup last year, which is great last year. The Rays make it to the World Series, and then here you are, with the lightning up three to one in this year's Stanley cup. And it's like, come on guys, is Tampa going to be the new Boston here? I mean, it, it's kind of nice though. Cause no one thought Tampa would ever, you know, amount to anything sports wise. It's kind of um, been a sports, uh, not wasteland, but like you just don't think of Tampa and associated with titles. No. Uh, in a lot of ways it's associated with like, the uh, the end of players' careers, kind of retirement home in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I don't remember if we discussed that last week or not, but it was something that I was just thinking about today. Uh, but yeah, and and so Justin and I, we were able to watch Game One of this Stanley Cup Finals together. Uh, it was a very good game for him, very bad game for me. Five uh, one, I believe, was the final. Yeah, it was it was a rough one. I'm not gonna lie to you. After that game, I kind of thought, boy, what did I get myself into with this bet? Uh, rooting for these Canadians, five-one beatdown. This may not look good. And then you win the next two, and it's like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, but hey, like I said, it's not over till the fat lady sings. I don't hear singing yet, so I'm holding out hope. Yeah, it's. Oh man, it, it can go either way. That's the thing about hockey and the cup. Like we've seen 3-0 leads be blown before. Um, it happens. I mean, I mean, shoot, we saw the Leafs do it earlier in this, you know, this playoff series. Yeah, to these Habs, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This will this this is all gonna sound like really funny if the Lightning just blow out the uh, Canadians tonight in Game Five and it's over and. I'm spewing all this stuff about hope and never stop believing and underdog mentality. <laughs> it's over. and Never it's... stop, never stopping, dude. Exactly. Exactly. But it's been fun to watch still. Uh, you know, like I said, it's probably the most I've ever been invested in the Stanley cup in my life up to this point. Um, and obviously I will be a lot more so when the Kraken are going every year, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's been fun to watch. And then the other championship series we got going on right now at the very same time just started uh the suns have gone up one nothing on the milwaukee bucks in the nba finals we were actually going to have my brother on tonight who was a uh, 
huge Bucks fan. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Uh, last minute, something came up, and by that something, I mean a surprise birthday party for my mom. It is her birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Ellen. So I, I let him go for that one. Uh, you might say he's the better son for helping throw this party and be at it, but am I actually the best son for letting him go of his media obligations with us to be there? Media obligations. I'm not saying I'm the better son, but I'm at least tied. Uh, you're, you're tied with the other? Me and my brother, the dog's winning still, but... Uh, mm-hmm. you know we're tied for second that's all you can ask for in our household so uh but yeah the nba finals uh i'm not surprised to see phoenix take a 1-0 lead in the series uh, phoenix is my pick to win the title honestly uh, the bucks are a really good team uh Giannis, i don't believe he played in game one i'll be honest with you, i didn't watch game one uh but I don't believe he played. He should be back for game two. From what I understand, that will help them greatly. Um, And the question that comes to mind for me is how desperate is Milwaukee going to be? Because I don't think you want to fall behind two, nothing to a team like Phoenix. Even if you are going to go back home to Milwaukee for two games, you want to steal one on the road because if you don't, uh, you're not setting yourself up really well for the rest of the series. Yeah. Um Yeah, the big stat that stood out to me that I've seen from I I'm I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch the game either. Um I as I said before, I'm a pretty bad basketball fan. Um but what really stood out to me and I know uh the the Bucks coach was kind of unhappy about it was just the amount of free throws that the Suns had they got 25 points from the free throw line geez I didn't see that uh yeah that's not that's too many (laughs) that's that's too many that's far too many uh (laughs) also Giannis did play Uh, oh my mistake uh he had 20 points all right so you know that's kind of a slow night for him honestly um but what I was going to say in terms of this series is uh, I'm going to be really interested to see which team performs better in, in crunch time. If it gets to crunch time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and if it does, I, I like Milwaukee in that situation because in this playoffs coming into the finals, the bucks are two and zero in elimination games this postseason. They're also 2-0 and in overtime games this postseason. Of course, that thrilling Game 7 win over Brooklyn uh, being one of them. But they're also 2-1 and in one-possession games. So whether we're talking crunch time in the series, in a single game, uh, you know, Milwaukee seems to do really good in those situations. So I like them uh, in those situations. But then if we want to flip it to if a game starts to get a little bit out of hand – I would almost bet that it's going to be Phoenix on the other end of that. Uh, you've seen what they did in game one. They won by what, 15, 16 points, something like that. That's yeah. It's a, a pretty handed victory. Um, Phoenix is one of those teams, and especially if they're at home down there in the Valley with those raucous fans, if they start to pour it on and those fans get going, it's almost impossible. Um 
And that's, again, why I say I think Milwaukee needs to steal one this game, too, on the road Thursday night because uh, if they don't, that means they're going to have to later down the road. And it's easier to steal a road game early in the series than late. So, um, but, you know, anything can happen. These are two – I think these are the two best teams left in the league. Yeah. So, well, that's how, that's how this is supposed to work, so. It is, but it doesn't always, uh, you know. It's it, true. But it, I think it did this year, and I think you definitely have. I mean, we said it a few weeks ago when we were talking about that Milwaukee-Brooklyn series. That we all kind of really thought that whoever won that series was going to represent the East in the finals, and that's that's turned out to be. Yeah. Um. One thing, and I, I was really hoping to ask Jake this um, to kind of see what he thought. Uh, but it did come out this morning that Suns forward Dario Saric tore his ACL in his right knee. And so I'm wondering, I guess I'm going to ask you, uh, how do you feel like that affects the Suns' chances? Uh, yeah, I saw that too. Uh, he, I think, what did he play? Only like two, three minutes of game one before he injured himself. Horrible mm-hmm. situation. Uh, I don't know. The Suns are a team that I feel that they – two things first off that they can perform without a loss of an X factor guy. Um, and he, he's an X factor guy to me, but they're also somebody where any, that team seems to kind of ebb and flow and someone will rise up uh, to fill in uh, where need be, I guess. So whether that's Deandre Ayton, um, you know, whoever, I feel like the Suns, I think they're going to be okay still. Obviously, it's a blow. But what I was going to say about the Suns now, if this had been someone like Chris Paul or Devin Booker, that's a different story. The Suns have shown in the playoffs that without Chris Paul, they are a completely different team. It's a night and day difference. The two games they lost in their opening round series to the Lakers, both games, Chris Paul, or at least one of them, he wasn't there. And the other one, he was coming back from that injury, I think, and was not 100%. So when he is not there, uh, they're a different team. Fortunately, they don't know what it's like to play without Devin Booker in the playoffs yet. Uh, let's hope they don't find out because Devin Booker right now is uh, in the NBA playoffs coming into this series is only behind Paul George and Trey Young in terms of total points scored in these playoffs. He's got 432 or he had 432 going into that series. Mm. So I, the long-winded way of answering your question, I think they're going to be fine, but, uh, <laughs> uh, fair, fair. Uh, yeah. Excuse me to give you a, give you a mile when you asked for an inch, but, uh, but you're not the only one who had questions for my brother. Uh, obviously I was going to ask him this. I can ask you this. It's a pretty basic question. Who wins the series and how many games do you think it's going? Ooh, I, Man, I, I don't know. It's, I I don't really know the Suns well enough. I feel like after watching Bro- or the Bucks go through Brooklyn and all that, I feel like I know them well enough. I think I think it goes to I think it goes to Game Seven because I think the Bucks are just a really hardy team, and they're gonna you know really put on the gas if they have to and they're going to keep it competitive all the way through um and i think they're going to be able to steal some games and keep keep it pretty even so you're saying bucks and seven i yes i am 
I am saying that. All right. Well, even though my brother's not on the show tonight, uh, I know what his prediction is because he put it on Twitter last night. He said Bucks in six. Uh, so he, he thinks they're going to win six. I, I'm going to flip it. I think the Suns win this series in six. Um, but what I was going to say to your point about the Bucks being a really tough, gritty team, uh, they're a tough out in the playoffs, and they have been for the last couple of years. Yes, last year they got upset by Miami. The year before they lost to Toronto, but they're not an easy team to knock out of the playoffs and, and no one is come the finals uh, to be fair, but this is a team that knows how to win. Um, and they know how to win in all types of ways. And like I said earlier, they're just, they're excellent in crunch time. Uh, they're not going to be easy by any stretch to uh, get by if you're Phoenix, but I think Phoenix just has that, that it factor this year. Um, I think they're, I just think that they, that this is their year. And then the other cool thing you may have read this about this series too, is whichever team wins, every single player on said team is going to receive their first ever championship ring. I, I mean, oh, that's when, cool. That's really cool. When was the last time we could say that about a championship in any sport when you think about yeah. it? Yeah, it's crazy. And if you would have asked those NBA experts going into this postseason, I mean, hell, just listen back on our NBA playoffs episode. None of us picked it to be Suns Bucks. No, uh, no. I th- I mean, it was this is kind of a, a shock to a lot of people. Um, almost, it seems to me like more in the Phoenix side of things. I'm not so much shocked about Phoenix getting here as a lot of people are. I think to me, it's Milwaukee. Uh I know they're a talented team. I know they're a good team, uh, but they just, there was so much raw talent in the East this year uh, that I just didn't see them getting here and here they are. So I think we're in for a hell of a series with this one. I think, uh, like I said, I personally think it goes six, but if it goes seven, I'm not surprised at all. You've got two superstars and Chris Paul and Giannis going at it. You got another one in Devin Booker, uh, with the Suns, and then you know Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Lopez on the Bucks. I mean, this is just a, a, a really exciting series, and it's so nice to see teams that aren't in here a lot. You know, mm-hmm. Phoenix hasn't been in this final since the '90s when they played Jordan and the Bulls. That's when Charles Barkley was with them, and Milwaukee hasn't been in since they won it in '74. I think was the year. Uh, so. I mean, even just looking at playoff appearances, the Suns haven't been in in 10 years. Two years ago, the Suns were one of the worst teams in the NBA. That's the crazy thing. This turnaround has happened in two years. Um, And it's just, it's not a a turnaround that in any sport that you see happen that quickly. Uh, So, yeah, it's just awesome. And I was telling someone this the other day that, it's the first finals in like literally a decade that I haven't cared who won. You know, I've either actively been rooting against Golden State or against the Lakers. Um, and it's the first time that I just really can sit back and enjoy and not really care who wins. So, you know, if, if the Suns win, I'll have a little thing or two to say to my brother. But other than that, I really don't. <laughs> I don't care. So it's cool. Yeah, that's it is nice to just be able to enjoy a finals without having any sort of pony in the race. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then I was going to ask this to my brother also. I'll ask you to, um, where do you think the tougher place to play is in these two between Phoenix and Milwaukee? Like which crowd brings it more, which, uh, which, which place is more rocking? I think it's Phoenix, but. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I feel like uh, Wisconsin fans are really are really fervent about their sports teams. For sure. Um, you know, you see it with with Green Bay, especially. You know, they're everywhere. They crawl out of the woodworks. You know, they're they're very passionate about their sports. And then, like, you know, and, and in Green Bay's case for football, literally, they take a lot of ownership in their team. Yeah, so I, I would say the Bucks. Okay, that's an interesting take on it. Just looking at them as a sports city, a sports state. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're a really good sports uh, state for sure. Uh, I just, I, I mean, you've seen all the memes about the Suns and Four guy, right? You've had to see him by now. I, I don't think I have. So it's a picture of that dude. I think it was the series against the Nuggets. I don't remember the exact situation leading into it, but he kind of got into it with a Nuggets fan and the game was in Phoenix. It was game one and the Nuggets fan said something to him. And all he did was throw up four fingers and someone (laughs) a picture of it. And then sure enough, the Suns won the series against the Nuggets in four. This dude became internet famous. He's met some of the Suns players. Now they got him tickets to the Western conference finals game. Uh, one of them anyway I'm pretty sure he's was at the NBA or the NBA finals game one this guy just became a sensation down there in Phoenix fans stopped to take pictures with him now uh it's it was the funniest thing so I don't know if nothing else I'm rooting for the Suns for Suns and four guy see I I didn't see the Suns and four guy but I saw the the Bucks and six guy that during uh the Hawks game uh, this this dude just rips his shirt off. Oh, I saw that one too. Yeah, man, diehard fans on both sides of it. Um, maybe that's why my brother said Bucks and Six on Twitter. Maybe it was just a shout out to that dude. Maybe. Dude, that, that guy though, like rips his shirt off. Those shirts are expensive. Yeah, I've always wondered that with people who just rip their shirts off. Uh, did you not pay for that shirt? I mean, bro, those shirts are like $60. What kind of shirt was he wearing? Was it like it Calvin like, Klein? <laughs> nah, bro, but you, you go to like official websites. That's, it was like an under. Like those things are expensive. Yeah, man. I, I would rip like a, maybe like an old ratty $10 t-shirt I had. Not an under armor. I guess to be fair, it was, I don't think it was actually a under armor shirt but it's like that same like athletic material um yeah like the the polyester the dry fit uh, yeah you mean hey, so what you have is two fan bases who are just so hungry for title you know the bucks haven't won one since the 70s the suns have I, never I, I, got I just looked it up those shirts are 65 dollars oh my goodness that man uh man ripped up $65 but he was right he was also right so uh like I said two very passionate fan bases gotta be beyond thrilled to see their teams in the finals after so long um cool stuff out of the NBA 
but the reason I didn't watch game one on Tuesday, uh, this will lead into my shout out, is because I was a little too busy watching golf. And yes, you heard me right. I was watching the match between Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, and the shout out goes to Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau for beating the two goats on the other side of it. I think they won by a stroke. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've never been that jacked to watch golf before. And it was probably just because it was happening right up the way here in uh, moonlight basin up in Montana, but that was fun to watch, man. It was fun to see, uh, see those two quarterbacks kind of not out of their element, but in a different element. Uh, did you catch any of the highlights or watch any of that? Um, not really. Um, most of what I saw, most of the highlights I've seen has just been Tom Brady's trash talking and oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers dancing around the question of when all the times he's been asked uh, if he's going to be QB1 in Green Bay. So, uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, there was a moment during the match on Tuesday where a, a bear came out on the course, a little black bear, uh, which is not uncommon up here in Montana. But the announcer said, oh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they don't like bears very much. And that prompted Charles Barkley to ask Aaron Rodgers. He said, hey, he said, Aaron, he said, we're good buddies. He goes, you can tell me. He goes, uh, when you guys play the Bears this year, are you going to be QB1? And Aaron said, ah, he goes, I'm, I'm not here to say. He goes, I'm just having fun vibing out on the golf course, uh, you know, enjoying my off season. And Barkley goes, Oh, he goes, you can tell me I'll keep it a secret. I won't tell anyone as if he wasn't on live television. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was trying to pull that, uh, that, uh, Shannon sharp. kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. The difference was Aaron knew, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he tr Barkley tried his damnedest to get it out of him, but it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't work. So yeah, but, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the the match champion with Bryson DeChambeau, beat Tom Brady and Mickelson. So, uh, but it was fun to watch them mic'd up and to uh, you could just listen to the conversations they were having with each other. Um, a lot of it, most of it, actually not football related. It was kind of cool to see these guys just be uh, themselves or more of a more themselves than we normally see, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure these guys also liked being able to hang out in, in a non-football setting because I'm sure they get tired of talking about football all the time. Yeah, uh, you would like this. There was a part where Gronk called in to talk oh, to Brady. Of he did. And, uh, and Brady said to him, he goes, Gronk, he goes, I hope you're not spending all your time on the beach. We got football here in about a month to get ready for you. He said, I hope you're lifting weights and getting ready. And Gronk said, I'm not the one playing golf right now. <laughs> he, uh, and Brady kind of retaliated. He's like, Hey, he's like, I'm, I'm scouting out my opponent here. He goes, I'm scouting out Aaron Rodgers, the leader of the Packers. I think. <laughs> Dude. Uh, it's, I loved uh, Tom Brady's like just his trash talk game has been so on point. Yeah, he finally gets to, like, do it now, being Tampa yeah. Tom, you know? I don't think a lot of that flew in New England, but it's – yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Aaron Rodgers also – he's, like – he kind of looks like he's just let himself go lately. 
Dude, I think he's just having the time of his life right now. Honestly. Yeah, but like, have you looked at his hair? Oh, I was talking with uh, your brother about that because he watched a little bit of it with me. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has that off-season flow going, man. He looks <laughs> good. Cool. Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Let all the, right, all right. Let the hair get a little long. Host Jen, maybe maybe him and uh, Cliff Kingsbury should uh, have a talk. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully, just about hair and not joining. Yeah, but no, no, no. I I like Carla Murray right where he's at. Okay, all right. I didn't know where you were going with that for a second, but uh, besides, we know he's probably going to the Broncos. Oh, yeah. That's kind of seems to be the front runner if it's not going to be the Packers. Uh, But again, we're not here to speculate on where old Aaron's going to end up. I I just ran across a quote too that. Speaking of this, uh, Gronk said, Aaron looks more lazy than I did in retirement. Yeah, I, I remember that too. Yeah, Gronk always has some good ones. Uh, but And then I think uh, Baker called in at one point too, talked some mad crap to Charles Barkley about his golf game. Uh, so it was, it was all good and good fun. And it was all uh, a lot of money and meals donated to people in need so that was the coolest yeah, part of a lot of a lot of money raised for charity too yeah so to summarize again that is my shout out specifically to aaron Rodgers and dechambeau the champions of the match um but what about you sir do you have a shout out this week or a call out i don't think i have any call outs um not not this week at least um I do have a shout out. Let's hear it. Um, and I'm I'm gonna be kind of bad because I can't remember the guy's name, so I need to check. Who uh, was it? Uh, do you remember what team or what who he's affiliated with? Yes, I do, because it's um, I I've remembered it because I was like, oh, this isn't usually how it goes with this team. I am I am shouting out a uh, a Pittsburgh Pirates player. Oh, geez, really? Is it the one dude who made the All Star game? Uh no. <laughs> I am uh shouting out Christian Yellick. Oh, okay. Um, He's yeah. Well, Yellick's a pirate. Right? Yellick's a brewer. Oh yeah. Excuse me. It was during a Pirates game. Okay. I was like, did something major happen that I didn't hear about? Um, so Christian Yellick, uh, though, I'll now I'm really embarrassed. Uh, I got him wrong team, but, um, during the game, I believe it was, you know, this past weekend hits a, a ball and kid makes an awesome catch to go over the bleachers, grabs it. It was, it was in going to be in play. There's no one around to catch it. It was going out of bounds anyway. So don't, don't, don't misconstrue how that goes, but catches it and yell it comes up and the kid really wants his signatures holding the ball out. Um, obviously doesn't have time in the middle of the game to do it. Yellick uh, gets, you know, one of the, the media guys or someone from the brewers, whoever to go up and talk to the kid. Um, Yellick, yeah. And and gives him a signed bat that says like see you in the in the show someday, kid. Oh, that's just, awesome. Yeah, and the kid's a pirates fan. He's got a pirate shirt on, which is 
I think why it got all goofed up in my head. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I thought I thought you were going to tell me he pulled the old Terrell Owens and pulled the Sharpie out of his sock and signed <laughs> it right there mid-game. <laughs> no, he did not do that. Oh, man. I still remember when he did that against the Seahawks way back in the day when he played for the 49ers. One of the most uh, infamous, famous NFL celebrations, touchdown celebrations. Now you yeah. got me thinking about touchdown celebrations. I think we just need football back. I, I don't know what we're going to be talking about here in a couple of weeks when Stanley Cup. So I guess we got the NHL drafted, but here pretty soon, we're going to have a bit of a drought. I feel like that's uh yeah, well, that's when we're going to, the creativity is really going to come out. I hope <laughs> fair enough. Uh, it will or it won't. I guess we'll find out. I guess we will. Uh, yeah, but like you said, teased next week's episode a little bit, the NHL draft. Uh, that is actually our plan to talk about next week because the expansion draft is July 21st, exactly two weeks from the night we are recording this episode. So I don't know about you, but I am pumped. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm excited because we're actually going to see who our team is. Exactly. Like right now we've got a team, but it's mostly intangible right now. We have With a coach. Players, we actually have a team. Exactly. And I think we were joking about it the other night during game one uh, when we were watching it together, the Stanley Cup, when there was that big brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the one of your lightning guys tossed down one of my Canadians guys Dude got up without his helmet, blood streaming down. And we were saying, hey, just think, in like three weeks, two of these guys are going to be teammates. Yeah, and it could <laughs> be those two. And if it was, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. No hard feelings, man. Yeah. In, yeah, and like in two weeks from tonight, two guys who are playing against each other in the Stanley Cup are going to be teammates. Yeah. It's crazy. It's exciting. It's an exciting, exciting time for the expansion buddies. Uh, Speaking of um, the uh, the Stanley Cup, Lightning scored. Okay, I was just about to check my stream cut, so I haven't been watching it for the last ten minutes. I'm glad it did because I don't want to see that. Uh, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time for a comeback. Boy. That's what you said last time. Yeah, I know, but you know, you got. We have nothing if we don't have hope, sir. You you sound like a Disney movie. I feel like one right now. If we if the if the Habs run this thing and win this series after trailing three nothing, dare I say this is Miracle on Ice Part Two? Bryce will be the biggest Disney princess we've ever seen. Ah, <laughs> uh, true, true. But yeah, so Stanley Cup hopefully will live on for another night. We'll see. Uh, NBA Finals just getting going. Uh, the, the Yankees Bears, in Seattle game just started, oh, and we're going to pretend it didn't. We're going to pretend last night didn't happen. Uh, the pretend game, what didn't happen? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this this Ooh. mythical event that supposedly occurred 24 hours ago Bro, that was depressing. On ESPN and everything. And the Mariners rarely ever get an ESPN night game. 
And so I was like, oh, this will be awesome. I'm going to tune in. The Yankees are not doing good this year. I'm going to be hopefully – and then 12 to 1 just got schlacked. Uh, yeah. Typical – I mean, I just – I don't know. It doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy for uh, our playoff chances. Should we make it there? It doesn't make me feel warm and fuzz- fuzzy. Yeah, I haven't felt warm and fuzzy being a Mariners fan since I can remember. Fair. But, uh, yeah, um, in terms of baseball, I guess that will lead me to my call-out. I do have one this week. It's not It's not any one individual. It's the entire team. Uh, the Chicago Cubs are on a hell of a slide right now. If this thing was a slide at a water park, only adults could ride it. That's how big it is. Uh, They went from second place in the NL Central, like, what, 10, 11 days ago. And they are now, well, let's see, they've lost their last, what is it, 10 in a row. I just had to count them out there. That's a lot of red L's. They lost Mm -hmm. 10 in a row and slipped to below 500. Their record now at the time of recording is 42 and 44, and they're now fourth in their division. Uh, Yikes. That's really not good. And I I don't – I haven't been watching enough of the Cubs to know what to blame it on, who to blame it on, so I'm just going to pass it around like it's hors d'oeuvres at a party. Everyone gets to blame. So that's my call out this week is the Chicago Cubs. That's uh boy, Cubbies, get it together. Yeah, or don't. I mean, you've already broken your curse, so you're fine. You you've seen your team win a uh, a title in the last decade. You're fine. Let another seaport town have a chance. <laughs> yeah. So Call-outs out of the way. Shout-outs out of the way. Any last-minute sports thoughts that are running through your head? I want football back so badly. Me too. Uh, you know what we have to do an episode on? It's going to start up on my birthday. You were wondering what, we're gonna, what we were going to talk about post-NBA Finals, post-Stanley Cup. The CFL starts up on my birthday, August 5th. Woo! And good luck finding me a better present this year because those boys – the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to win the Grey Cup this year. And it all starts on August 5th. So Man, that's I've something... never watched CFL. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get a team. <laughs> it's an experience. I know I've told you this before and we'll delve into it later, but it is not like American football and I'm not, it doesn't mean it's worse. It's equally do, as exciting. Do we need to have like a, a primer episode for our fans? I think we do. I think right before the CFL season starts, uh, we need to do a whole episode dedicated to the CFL, maybe a little bit of history, talk about the differences between it and football down here in the States. Um, and, you know, fans of football understand that the CFL a lot of times paves ways for guys to have NFL careers. So it's not like it's a, I don't see it as a, a lesser league, honestly. Like it's, it's a professional league up there in Canada where they get paid. They play for a legit championship just because there's not as many teams. 
uh, it's fun to watch. And normally it runs through the length of the summer. So it kind of gives you the football fill during the summer. But like I said, with COVID and everything, it's going to be starting in August this year. But yeah, I think we need to do a primer episode for the CFL when it gets going. That'll be cool. Cause I, I know almost nothing about it. So yeah, I know all the teams. Uh, I can reel them off for you right now. If you want me to, I can give you that much. Yeah, go for it. So you got the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You've got the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Stop me at a name you like. Uh, you've got the, as of this year, actually, they're no longer the Edmonton Eskimos. They are now the Edmonton Elks. They changed their name. Uh, you've got the BC Lions. You've got the Calgary Stampeders. You've got the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You've got the Ottawa Rough Riders, and you've got the Montreal Alouettes. I think I got them all. But yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to really get into it with me this year, man. You're gonna have to pick a team and uh, go all in. All right, all right. We'll have to do that. Yes, sir. Uh, but yes, again, the long-winded way of agreeing with what you said earlier. I miss football too. And I want it back. <laughs> I want it back in any capacity we get it. College football, NFL, high school football, uh, which you're going to be coaching again this year, yes? Or middle Junior school high. football? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, do you know? You probably don't yet. Your schedule, how many games you got? I think right now, um, when they were doing a high school, like rough schedule for football at the end of last year, we're going to do two games when two high school teams come and then we're going to travel two times uh, to those same. So it's, I think, uh, you know, we'll play like one team, the team X will come here and then we go and play them at their home later. And we're just going to travel with the high school team and play before them. Cool. So it's like a home and home series in college. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, for any listeners uh, since the fall of last year, you'll remember that Coach Wright over here is 4-0. He's undefeated as a head coach. So uh, we're looking to keep that perfection going this season. That's the, that's the idea. We'll see, though. I know we you're saying see. you gave the kids some off-season workouts. I did. I, ha- I have a whole list of off-season workouts and drills that I, I asked – you know, I told them it was optional. They didn't have to. Um, I'm hoping they at least did some, at least touched a ball this summer. That's a, that's a big thing. I don't want them to be super rusty when they come back. Um, and I'm going to have to train a whole or coach a new crop of kids. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting year. I've got some holdouts from last year still, but all my eighth graders obviously got went up to high school and then yeah, I'm pretty much just I had one seventh grader and then the rest were sixth graders. So I'm going to have a young group. That's awesome, man. Hey, I, all I got to say is Bruce Arians better watch out. It sounds <laughs> like you're gunning from gunning for his job and you're you're coming from grassroots to do it. I love it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, see how it goes. I think I got to move up a couple levels before he has to even pay attention to me. Oh, you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll skip high school entirely. You'll become an assistant at a college 
and then you'll you'll skip the head coaching gig. You're going to jump right into the NFL as an assistant, and then before you know it, bam, <laughs> the Bucks have a new coach. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. That'd be cool, but I don't know about that. Uh, uh, no, I'm looking forward to hearing how your season goes this year. I hope all the listeners are too. They better be, or why are they listening, right? <laughs> yes, thank you to all of you for listening to us. Hopefully you're already following us on Twitter at the extension BU one. We tweet all the time. Um, we have polls. We love to interact with you guys right now. We're working on getting a, a shirt design done and out. Um, hopefully we'll have more news on that here in the near future. We, you can also now follow us on Instagram. Also the expansion BU one. Um, you can listen to us on all the regular places, Spotify, Google podcasts, you know, the can on a string. Um, you know, my cans are rusty. I need to get a new one, but yes. Yeah. Do I go, I'm telling you go with the aluminum next time. They don't rust. Okay. I'll, I'll make note of it. Um, but for myself and Jared, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And Jared, never forget party. Like it's 1976.